Okay, I'm cracking open the book one more time. It's number 15. It's story once again. You know how this plays out. I go through some crazy stories. You listen and laugh. My name is Phil, and you're listening to The Lip. Hi, everyone. Once again, it's Phil, and here's The Lip. About to do another story episode. This one's number 15. Number 15. Number 15. Good grief. Man. Every time I do these, I do three. And this is my 15th one. My goodness. There's 45 different stories that I've told. I know I've got a few more somewhere rattling around my brain. They'll eventually come out. But these ones are more recent. Two out of three happened this year. In fact, of these three, I believe two of them actually happened within the last two months. That's how current that these two stories are. But that's all right. I'm going to also add an oldie but goodie in there, too. One that was at least 20 years old. 22 years old, to be precise. But... Enough about that until we get to the main event. Whew. Boy. I mean, right now, I'm running a little bit on E. Sorry. Don't quite have as much gas in the tank as I thought I would. But I have more than enough to get through this episode. That's a fact. Without any question, I think that these stories are... Hmm. I think they're... They're special to me. They really are. Because they represent a little bit of frustration. But not so much that I would turn into the Red Hulk and start fire blasting all over the place. Maybe the Green Hulk that everybody knows, but not the Red Hulk. And I think that I handle each one of these situations as well as you could. Because... I've said it before, and I don't know if I've actually used it as words of wisdom, but, well, I always like to say, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to get too mad about things that are completely out of your control. And very literally, all three of these stories, even the recent ones and the old one, absolutely resemble that remark. I had literally no control over anything that happened in any of these situations. And it just so happens that I just had to go with the flow. It is what it is. It was what it was. And I just dealt with it. All I can say is, hey, you win some, you lose some. And in these cases, I can't say that I lost. I I really can't because I was focused on what I needed to get done. And somehow, some way, it just kind of worked out a little bit. Not over the top, but it worked out enough where, well, I could certainly say that if I was talking about it in sports terms, I would still have won the game, but it would have taken that really exciting fourth quarter comeback in football, you know? I didn't just go in there and beat my opponent by 50 points. Not anywhere close. I had to take a nice, long, drawn-out, 
85-yard drive that took me 25 plays to get to the edge of the end zone with one second left and just barely pushed the football through the end zone. But either way, I still won, so I can't be too upset about it. That's how it goes sometimes. That's just how it goes. But as is life. Thinking about it from that perspective, it definitely makes it a little easier to swallow. But at the end of the day, you would hope that some of these things wouldn't happen. But there's nothing you can really do. Again, I've said it once, I'll say it again. There's really nothing that I could have done about any of these situations. But again, somehow they worked out to my advantage. Or at least to my favor a little bit. So I'm going to take it. Hopefully when you hear these stories, they make you laugh a little bit. And at the same time, they make you, they entertain you. And that's really what I want to do. More so than anything else. Hopefully I get that job done. Main event is next. Ding, ding, ding. Main event time. Main event time. As I sit before you and record this show, I must admit that this first one, whew, it was a little closer than I would have liked it in any way. Now, you see, Court, my wife, wanted to have a nice little um, barbecue around Memorial Day. And it was also a good time to get a few people over that we hadn't um, hadn't had over. And it was kind of neat. Um, so we took the time to open up our home to the people that were coming in. And it was a p- brilliant plan. It was a good idea. We're going to have a fun time. I was going to be on the grill. Going to have some good food, going to have a good time in general, and the weather report said it was going to be beautiful. You figure it's May, and of course, as somebody who's born in the month of May, I will tell you that the weather is always perfect, and it's better in May than any other month. Laugh if you like. I think that's the truth. May is probably the best weather in the East Coast of any month. But that's my opinion, and I am absolutely going to push it upon you all right now. (laughs) Now to get to the story. You see, we have this really nice lawn out in the house. You see, we have about 10,000 square feet of outdoor space. It's a little short of 10,000 square feet. And most of the people who are going to entertain were going to be outside. And, of course, it is now May. So, what needed to be done is the grass needed to be cut. Now, all last year, I was on top of it, cutting it every two, every three weeks. And everything was working fine. However, this year, 2022, I was having trouble getting the lawnmower going. Like, I couldn't get it to start up for me in April, and I was having some issues. And, of course, being a mechanic, I have a fairly decent idea of what's going on with a lawnmower because it's the same dynamic as far as the engine goes. So I messed around with it for a little while, but I still couldn't get anywhere. So I then 
started to look around town and see if I could find a place that specialized in lawnmowers because I've said it a thousand times, I don't want to be that guy who came into one of my shops that I worked at who destroyed their car, brought it up to me, and then said, hey, can you fix it for me? And then they charged me all kinds of crazy price because I messed it up worse than if I had just taken it to them. And so I started looking and I couldn't find any place. However, as I was taking my kids to school, particularly Maggie, on her way to her school, I caught a little storefront that had nothing but lawnmowers in front of it. And I just sort of didn't get to see it too much. I just sort of glanced at it. And I went all the way down, took her to school, and then I came back and did what I had to do. But that same day, I was picking her up. And this time, I was able to stop the light and really pay attention to what was going on. Turned out that this was actually a business which specialized in lawnmower repair. In fact, that's all they did. They just fixed lawnmowers. I was able to get the number because, again, I was at a red light. And I was just beaming. It's like, okay, cool. I can get these people to take care of this lawnmower and I can then get this thing done. Mind you, it's April now. And I didn't want to mess with the lawnmower. I knew that it was coming to the point where we we're going to need it to mow the lawn just in general. Because at this point in time, I'm exaggerating, the lawn was probably up to my knees. And I knew I needed to get this stuff cut and I needed to get it quick before the wild safari animal started coming out. And so, went home. The next day, I picked up the phone and I called the guys up at that lawnmower repair shop and I asked him hey um I see you guys do nothing but lawnmower repair I've got a lawnmower that I'd like you to have a look at and the guy says and then I said to the guy hey um when's the soonest that I'd be able to get it in there would I be able to get it in there this week sometime the guy paused for half a second and he said to me well, we have about a three-week backlog. I was like, whoa, three weeks. That's that's a little longer than I was hoping to hear. But I didn't tell him that. I was thinking that. And I was like, well, okay, I'll see what I can do. Hung up the phone. And at this point in time, I was like, well, I'm going to have to violate that principle. And I'm going to have to root around and see what I can see course in this day and age a little easier than it was years past because we have that beautiful thing called YouTube so I was able to look at the model of the lawnmower hop on YouTube and see what I could see as far as the lawnmower symptoms that I was getting it just simply wasn't started and of course the mechanic in me goes immediately to engine repair mode and the very first thing that I was taught way back when I was a freshman in high school, not even when I went to automotive school, but when I was in high school was the fastest way to start to diagnose a car is basically think about it from the perspective of the four-stroke engine, which of course lawnmowers usually use two, but they're still the same four strokes. I had to determine what was going on here. Is it not starting because of intake, compression, power, or exhaust? 
In other words, is it getting gas? Is the piston compressing that gas with the air? Is the spark plug firing, blowing up that gas, creating the power? And is the exhaust coming out? And ultimately, that's the way it's going to run. That's the way all cars move that are gas-propelled anyway. And so I started breaking it down. And I started looking at all the different aspects based on what I saw in the YouTube video. And the number one thing that I determined was the issue that was going on with my lawnmower happened to have been that it was the intake was the problem. For some reason, the actual gas itself was the problem. And of course, I kind of knew that because the gas was a little old. However, the real issue wasn't the age of the gas, but it was actually the dirt in the gas. Turns out that these lawnmowers don't have an adequate fuel filter. And now this fuel filter, because there isn't one, the gas gets dirt inside the actual gas tank and it just becomes a problem. And so I looked at the, and I figured, okay, let me see if I can work around it. Pulled everything apart real quick. Tried to get it cleaned up as best I could. And I pulled the cord, got nothing. And now this is the end of April. May is starting to approach. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I got to do something about this. Pretty soon I'm going to just hire somebody to cut this grass. Because if I can't fix this lawnmower in time. And I don't want to do that. So I go break down the lawnmower again. And now this is middle of May. We're getting closer to Memorial Day. And I'm not getting anywhere. Now, we're going to fast forward a little bit more to probably three or four days before the people are about ready to show up. I just went out there. I was just frustrated knowing that the lawn was going to have some sort of issue. And I'm thinking, okay, who, what lawn service could I see some of the people around my neighborhood have them? I'm just going to go walk out there and talk to somebody and see if I can get them to come over. And as I'm walking outside, I say to myself, let me just try it one more time. I go out. I pull that cord. Next thing I know, that lawnmower starts right up. Immediately, I stop everything I'm doing, and I just attack the lawn. Right then. That's it. I'm going full bore right now. I don't know what I did differently the second time that I went to go mess around with the engine on this thing. It didn't seem like I did anything different than I did the first time. But for some reason, I might have just maybe knocked a clog of dirt out. And it was able to force its way through the exhaust system after it started up. Whatever it was. It got the thing to go. And I just stopped everything I was doing inside the house and mowed the lawn. Victory for me. But let me tell you, that was a very long little period of time there when I was getting a little nervous. But either way, hey, I got it to work. Next story. I'm going to talk a little bit about the new job. Well, not really new job. The job that I've had that I don't really mention very much. I'm not going to talk to you about what I'm doing in that job. However, I'm 
going to direct a story about the fact that this year I changed the shift, which I won't even tell you what shift I changed. So this is going to be vague, but clear at the same time. Now, I will say this. Before I changed shifts, I would have a 40-minute drive to get to work. I would usually listen to a podcast. Not necessarily mine. Sometimes I would listen to um, reruns of The Tech Hour with Pat and Kevin, because I like that. Strongly recommend it. Or I would listen to one of my wrestling podcasts that I like. There's a lot of them. Too many to name off the top of my head right now. And I would get there smooth sailing. Well, most of the time. I am going to be taking 95 to work. Which means that it's hit or miss. Most of the time you're going to be able to get through. Other times there's going to be an accident. There's going to be construction. There's going to be some little hiccup here or there. Which is going to turn that 40 minute drive to maybe an hour or so here or there. So I typically try to leave. Give myself an extra 15-20 minutes to get there. And that's how I did it when I was originally on this one shift. But now I've changed shifts. And a lot of times that would make it a little easier, I would figure. But I had to remember that now instead of going to work at the time that I'm going to that I would that I've gone before, I'm actually going to work when I would be coming home before. And most of my issues were on the way home. Now that I've changed shifts, I'm now driving to work in the midst of the problems I would encounter on the way going home. Of course, there's a much bigger difference when you're going home. You're really just tired and just want to get home, but you're not in really a rush, essentially. Whereas trying to get to work and having to endure those problems makes it a little bit more difficult. And so, trip number one, after I changed shifts, I knew I wanted to leave a little bit early in order to make sure I got there on time. So, what I did was, I gave myself a full hour and a half to get to work, as opposed to that 40 minutes. Because I wanted to make sure that if there was any problems, I would be able to navigate through them. Essentially, I wanted to cut the head off of the Viper before it got a chance to strike me, and I was ended up late. And it worked very successfully. Not only did I get to work on time, not only did I get to work early, I got to work way too early. (laughs) I probably got to work half an hour early. Some people like getting to work that early, not me. My sweet spot is getting there 15 minutes early. That's usually enough time to get myself together to get back into the into the, the job. Now, other people actually do leave much earlier if they're going to go in there and talk to some people and do some other stuff before they get ready to go to work. Not me. I want to just go in there, get myself together, maybe run to the bathroom if I have to, and then I can get started with what I have to do. And so I realized I got there way too early. So I needed to make an adjustment in my mind. But this is the first time I'm on this shift. So I figure maybe I'll do it again. Because that could have been a fluke. 
And a fluke it was. Day two. I'm heading to work the same way that I did before. Only this time, I encounter massive construction. Left exactly the same time as I did the first time. But there was a monster of construction on 95 this time. It was so bad that that half hour early that I came in the day before was super pleasant. Because I don't know how it worked its way out so that it was such a nightmare. But it was horrible. Because they were doing construction on not just one exit of 95, but two and I was detoured like a couple different ways before I even got to 95. It was horribly embarrassing to the point where my 40-minute drive turned into a two-hour drive. So instead of being a half an hour early from the night before, leaving at the same time, I ended up being a half an hour late. <laughs> I still laugh about that. And that was just threw me for such a curve because like I literally left at the exact same time. I hadn't seen or heard anything different that was going on until I actually got into it. But again, because this is the first time that I had actually gotten on this shift and I hadn't really accounted for the road construction the way that I thought I had already done. I came upon that nightmare. And of course, I had to eat it. The good thing was, I made it to work. The bad thing was, eh, I lost half an hour. But I got to make it up. So at the end of the day, I still came out about even. Oh, this one's one of my favorite stories. We're going way back. I'm pulling out the time stone and I'm going to go back to the year 2000. And one of my favorite cars of all time that I ever owned, my Z28 Camaro, 1985 with a four barrel carburetor with a 350 engine, dual exhaust, magnificent, beautiful gray vehicle that my uncle um, gifted to me. And I'm still upset that I had to get rid of it. 20 years later. Boy, I hold on to that real hard. But I can't worry about that in the grand scheme of things. I enjoyed it while it lasted, and boy, I did enjoy it. But you see, it wasn't anything that I did with that car that created this oddball situation. I love the state of New Jersey. I really do. I've said it a thousand times. If there was ever the occasion to win a huge lottery, like that gigantic billion-dollar lottery that just went off, as I record, I believe it was a week ago, first thought in my mind would be, oh, we need to get a house in New Jersey, because that way we could afford the taxes on it. <laughs> but... They did me dirty way back when. And they did me so dirty that I still can't get over it. I think about it and it's like, well, it was what it was. And it worked itself out. But for a minute there, it was a little touch and go in my mind. 
Let me explain. Drove on the Garden State Parkway. On occasion. Most of the time, I like to use Route 9 or 72, wherever I was trying to get to where I was going to go. But there were times that I just chose to hit the parkway because, of course, the parkway is a little bit easier. You drive a little faster. And you get to where you're trying to go to a little bit more conveniently, I guess you could say. Now, I go to this toll booth that I'm not going to mention which one it was. And I throw in my change. And at the time, there were actually toll takers there. And it actually was change that you could use. Now you literally need a credit card because nobody carries that much cash on you in order to pay a toll. So... I go through and I throw my change in there and there's always a sign that says if you if your change didn't go in, you'd honk because they don't want you to get out in the middle of a parkway and put more change in there. You just honk and it'll alert the um the toll taker that your change didn't get in. And you just keep going by. And so I missed the change. I think it was at the time 35 cent toll and I think the dime didn't go in so I hit the honk and I, I went kept going now we're going to fast forward in the year 2000 probably two months give or take I get a letter in the mail and it said that I didn't pay my toll at this toll booth and for a minute there I'm thinking to myself what is this about? Because, like I said, I wasn't a regular user of the parkway at all. I probably, in a month, I might use it twice, if that many times. And so it wasn't even on my radar that I hadn't used it or had used it. Then I looked at it, the, the dates on it and thought to myself, oh, okay, okay, okay. I did use the toll, the parkway this time because I chose to go from my aunt's house to my other aunt's house and it was just easier to do it that way as opposed to taking one of the back roads because I was closer to the parkway than I was to the back road. So I went that way. Um, as I read the letter a little bit further, it said I owed 50 bucks for not paying the toll, and I'm like, wow, I missed a dime, and you're trying to charge me 50 bucks, okay, whatever, I'm thinking to myself, not going to pay that, and then they had a picture of the vehicle that went through the toll that didn't pay the toll, now, I already told you that my vehicle at that time was a magnificent 85 Z28 Camaro four barrel carburetor five speed trans manual transmission yes it was a stick shift dual exhaust magnificently powerful vehicle with a 350 engine and it was great the picture showed a white ford e150 cargo van you know the kind that jokingly said that you would use as a work truck or the kidnapper van. But it had my license plate on it. 
I was like, no, they doctored up this footage for certain. And so, as a direct result, I made several phone calls and sent a couple letters. But they were trying to insist that it was my vehicle to the point where, of course, if it was a day and age where you could just send the email a little bit more effectively with a picture on it, I could have sent them a picture of my vehicle with my license plate, and they'd have been like, oh, whoops, I guess we did doctor up the footage. But that's not the way it worked. I had to wait another couple of months, and finally I got it cleared up. But to me, the issue was the fact that they put my license plate on some crazy van that, A, at that time, I had never driven a van like that at all. Of course, since I've been a mechanic in the last several years, I've driven quite a few vans like that in and out of shops. But at that that stage in the game, I had never driven one. So for my license plate to be on that vehicle, secondary, which was even crazier. Now, let's say somebody stole my license plate and then did that. Okay, fine. However, um, the state of New Jersey has two license plates. And lo and behold, my Z28 had both license plates, so nobody stole my license plate. It's essentially that they had my license plate and they just stole it somehow. And like I said, they doctored up the footage to the point where they put my plate on some other generic vehicle. And over time, and like I said, it was a slight battle, I finally defeated them and did not have to pay that toll. And that was a problem that was going on for a while back then because it happened to more than just me. So I wasn't alone in that fight. A bunch of people had that situation happen to them. And eventually most of those people were able to overturn it. Thank God for that, man. Whew, it's a nightmare. But again, I was able to win that fight and move forward away from it. And of course, that put such a negative taste in my mouth. I don't think I used the parkway for probably another half a year after that incident. And on that note, I'm going to call this main event over. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, it's Spear of the Week time. We're going to continue the trend. Um, I don't know what's going on anymore. It's crazy. These people are just shooting up people for no reason. And the last one I saw on the news was a one-year-old girl got shot in the hand during a wedding in Philadelphia. It's just maddening. No question. It's just, it's, it's really crazy. And the spear is absolutely still going to be the violence that's going on in both the city of Philadelphia, the country here in the United States, and just overall in the world. Until further notice, the violence is still the spear of the week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the close one more time. I just hope that you enjoyed this episode, and more importantly, I'm going to go hit the rewind button and say, hey, hopefully you enjoyed 
last week's episode where I had a great conversation with a good friend that I consider, without a doubt, one of the best shows that I've done so far. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. It's a little longer than usual, but trust me, it's worth every second of it. It's with Emilio, good friend of the family, brother to my wife, uncle to the kids. It was a fun show. I definitely hope that you have listened to it by now. And if you haven't, I can't recommend it enough. Above all the other episodes I've done so far, mine is, of course, not get myself in trouble, the one with my wife on her birthday. Um, you know where to find me. Instagram, Philip Henderson 5102 Twitter, at PissedPhil. I hope you enjoy everything that I've done so far. This is the 15th edition of Story. And I'm going to close that book real quick. And hopefully we'll make some room for another couple of episodes of Story down the road. But until then, I have some very important words of wisdom for some people that were at a fast food restaurant that I worked that I not that I worked at that I went to to go purchase some stuff. Now you see, the people in question would perhaps have been targets for the spear of the week. However, we're not going to spear them because we're spearing the violence for now. So instead, I'll just give them some words of wisdom. Best I can tell, the term fast food means that you're supposed to be able to go get your food cooked and taken out or picked up relatively quickly. Not the case in this restaurant. And as I record, this is what happened. It was a crazy crazy, crazy long time that I spent waiting for my food. And it wasn't just my food. It was the family. We're all eating. It wasn't just me getting dinner or lunch. It was me getting dinner for everybody. So this process took so long that I decided to not even order my own food just so that they could hurry it up because the family was getting burgers and I was going to go get some chicken. And I figured if it's going to take these people this long to get the burgers, I don't want to go and further confuse them or make them wait any longer to get the chicken. So my words of wisdom to these people are don't be like this anymore because it appears to me that you're the kind of people or excuse me, you're the kind of person who would use an eyedropper to fill a swimming pool. Yeah, I believe that's their mentality. We're not talking about trying to pay attention to detail, but we're talking about how long it would take an eyedropper to fill a swimming pool. Once again, you're the kind of person who would use an eyedropper to fill a swimming pool. Terribly sad, but 100% true. On that note, my name is Phil. And you've just listened to The Lip.